0: yo what's good everybody it's me your boy benjamin banks and i am talking about our sponsor Duane o'neill who is dropping his new book dear dominic which you can get off of amazon where he pretty much plants a road map for his son dominic and tells him how to get through the country as a minority make sure that you check his book out and go to amazon and pick it up What's good everybody? You are listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks with me, your hero Benjamin Banks. And I got my co-host Rebellious D and Trav here with me. How you fellas doing today?
1: Yeah, what up?
2: Yeah, hanging in, brother. Ready what to up?
1: rock. I Same thought, here, I man. I thought we were both wearing dad shirts. But you're this. Oh, yeah, dab cat. Dab. Yeah, I, I thought
2: we said dad. I, said,
1: I was like, I, a, said, I, was I a right? said dab cat. Oh, I got the dad shirt
2: though. I, don't <laughs> see that yet. I do. Well, it's good
0: seeing you guys. And it's also good that, uh, you know, we're doing our YouTube stuff now. So everybody that's listening to this episode, you can also watch the video when this episode comes out on YouTube. Just make sure that you like and subscribe. So that way you can keep up with your heroes at the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. So on today's episode, this is another Black History Month episode. And we invited a film director, one of our good friends. Mr. Tom White is joining us today. And I guess we can go ahead and get into it and give them a call.
1: That's right. We want to thank Golden Ink Tattoo for always sponsoring the podcast. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard in Portsmouth, Virginia. You can give them a call at 757-465-1010 and book an appointment with Denise. Kitty, Jay, or their brand new tattoo artist, Kane, spelled like Kanye. Also, mentioning up Leveling Up Banks will get you a 10% discount off your tattoo. So make sure you mention up Leveling Up Banks to get 10% off your tattoo. Hey, what's up, Tom? How you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing great that's good to hear i'm glad that you joined us on the leveling up with benjamin banks podcast it's good to finally see the man behind facebook Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) I uh, i spend
3: probably an unhealthy amount of time there but yeah man it's good to see you guys actually you know banks i've seen you before you know uh uh, probably like at a wrestling show or something, you know. I'm seeing wrestle. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, like oh, yeah. somewhere along the <laughs> way. <laughs> um, hey, that's
0: that's awesome, man. It's it's crazy because I was gonna say that I met you through our mutual friend Mercedes, who yes. is a mutual friend of Trav. Yes, and you know it's like a giant grapevine. And uh, when I met you on Facebook. I was just like, okay, this guy's cool. You know, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to film and whatnot. It's like we have a lot of the same interests when right. it comes to like superhero films and whatnot. And then when I found out you were a director, I was just like, okay, that's awesome. You know what I'm oh, saying? Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. man. And like I said, thanks again for joining us on today's episode. Of course. Um, so before we get into like the movie talk and everything, uh, just tell the listeners and viewers, little bit about tom white like who is tom white what is your origin story my origin story um man uh i'm a guy that
3: likes to make films you know ultimately i found out that um as uh when you have a creative passion for something that you enjoy doing you know it's just, just there's just this thing in you that always wants to do that thing so um you know i i actually first got into film through theater um there was this really great guy that i met uh named bonifacio herrera who started this thing uh, called channel 757 which was the you know before youtube it was videos that were online so i was like that was pretty cool it's where he put all of his stuff um i pitched this idea for a movie to him um that i didn't end up making until like several years later but um you know he liked the idea and uh he said, well, you know, I'll help you make, I help you make it. And he just took me, taught me how to edit, helped me shoot my first movie. And I've actually been, uh, you know, I always tell him he's changed my life because I've been making movies ever since, you know, brief sabbaticals here and there, you know, just for sanity. Cause, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. I was making, uh, uh, make a lot of short films. I love uh short form cinema. Um, and enjoy internet videos as i said you know to you guys off camera i guess that uh i really enjoy spending a lot of time on youtube watching videos watching short films and everything there and i like that uh i
0: have always enjoyed that ability to tell those short form stories so mm-hmm. so i wanted to ask you because like you said were you love short films and whatnot. I do. Because I, because I checked out a lot of your stuff to prepare myself for this episode. And the first video that I watched was Remembrance. And oh, yeah. I remember when... Uh, remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after I had watched it, like, I had hit you up and I had watched uh, the cartoon as well. And I was I was heated. I was heated when I watched the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting the ending that I saw. And I love how the stories that you tell, it's like, while they are short. I feel like there is a lot of deaf in these indie stories that are being told. So D, starting with you, yeah. out of the films that you watch, what was your favorite that you saw? Did it make you sad? Did it make you happy? Did it piss you off like it did me when I watched the cartoonist? What was your favorite?
2: Um, probably, I believe the title is The Poet was probably uh my favorite that i watched um i just like the story the and overall uh tom your ability to have like a cliffhanger kind of effect to yours i really like it has a little bit of nostalgia to reminds me of things like uh are you afraid of the dark the short stories like that in that nature it's Mm -hmm. very and it it took me back a little bit um i like that story a lot and uh it it was kind of like you know someone basically try, you know trying to come to terms with something you know right. and uh sometimes it's hard to do you know just like it was the media. idea sometimes you, it's it's easier said than done right yeah absolutely
0: yeah man well, thank you for uh, that. yeah very well done <laughs> yes sir yeah like i was saying with me cuz i watched remembrance first and i love the story of you had these people they were going to aa to uh, mm-hmm. try and better themselves and were introduced to a man and a woman and. Oh, well, thank you. but You're you, welcome.
3: You totally spoiled my movie. I haven't released yet though. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, jeez,
3: geez, geez, geez. That one's on a private link. I haven't, uh, I haven't released uh well, Remembrance has been released into, um, uh into the festivals but we haven't released it online wide uh and everything there so it's just uh <laughs> but, you know
0: well when it, when is it going to be released online
3: uh actually what I what we've actually decided to do I was uh, talking with uh, uh my partner Sergio um and uh, cuz he shot everything you know he shot remembrance uh, uh he didn't shoot the poet but he uh, he shot uh remembrance he shot the cartoon um Cure for loneliness um anyway but uh sergio and i we were talking about it and we're actually previously we were going to release all of the bad things good people shorts online as these separate shorts we've decided to actually release it as an anthology feature length because oh, nice. uh, mm-hmm. you know right now we kind of we we meet that we we meet that number so i was saying you know let's just go ahead and do it you know um because you know on, honestly they were all meant to be watched together anyway Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, instead of putting them all online and just hoping that somebody like, you know, finds one and then decides, oh, let me go back and watch them in the order that they came in and such and such, you know, this way I can just, yeah. hey, here it is. Boom. This is, this is it. This is the anthology film. Please enjoy I mean,
2: <laughs> You can't, uh, anthology, it really was for the theme that you have going too. Right. Like uh, another one that I really liked was uh, The Care for Loneliness. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was uh that was, like I said, man, it's a bit of it's uh, it's just uh, the storytelling is very uh it takes me back, you know, when you watch something that captivates you, you start to think. It gets your mind working. And I really like that too. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, Cure for mm-hmm. Loneliness was a was a um, a fun one to work on. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um I tell people that was my first that was my first good one um (laughs) so um but yeah no cure for loneliness is great That's the first one i worked with sergio uh first one actually a lot of my uh uh, not all of my current core crew and team um but uh a lot of new faces first time i worked with sergio it's the first time i worked with uh my co-producer Bree. um Mm -hmm. you know uh it's it's uh first time some of us all got together but um it was also the first time that I worked with uh, Richard Russell, who ended up writing all of the shorts for Bad Things, Good People, and everything. Mm. He's, and uh, he's working on the current film, we're working on Obscura. Um, okay. And he's, uh, yeah, he's a great writer, and he's been, honestly, since The Cure for Loneliness. And it was crazy, because at that point in time, with Cure for Loneliness, I hadn't shot anything in about two years, oh, other wow. than um, I had helped produce a, um, uh, a comedy special, um, and, uh, but it'd been some time that I had been on kind of like a break cause I'd had another kid. So I was, okay. you know, kind of took some time off. Like those are yeah. where my old, my sabbaticals happen is when I, a kid was born and <laughs> I
1: yes I go. You know, take you about a year now? or two off. Yeah. There yep. you are. Traf. There you are. Bro. I don't know what happened. Your boy had to switch mics. Uh, hey, you, sound, back, you, sound,
0: you sound a lot louder now too. Yeah. Yeah. You sound a lot clearer.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know what was but, going on. Um,
2: uh tom question for you um sure how did what led you to i guess we would say theater was it just something Was Mm -hmm. would you classify that as theater
3: well well first with with theater what Mm -hmm. what led me to theater was just honestly high school i was just looking for something to do um yeah you know i took it as an elective i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it and then it just became this thing where you know um and through theater i was acting i was i was an actor okay um uh, I did direct, uh, I directed like plays and everything in high school and then in okay. college and did that whole thing. But in college is where I, you know, where transitioned. I transitioned and transitioned into, mm-hmm. you know, into wanting to be a director because that's when okay. I did my first film. And I just enjoyed the process. I just, okay. I really enjoy the process um, of being able to uh, follow something through from concept all the way to po- through post through posts and in the finish. And then you get, to hear the reactions from people and you know um, sometimes they're good reactions. Sometimes they're bad reactions, but the point yeah. is, you know, uh, I always, uh, I always think to uh, wrestling, at least they're reacting.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah that's, all, that, that's one thing we always say <laughs> yeah. is like, you know, whether they're, Booing or they're cheering as long as they're reacting, that's Something. what really matters. You yeah, know what I'm you know exactly,
3: it's cool. I just want to, I want to be able to create, man. If everybody hates my stuff, that's cool. I love M Night Shyamalan, and, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think he's made a career on being able to be hated. It's it's worked yeah. out for him pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he flips so, a lot of points Yeah, and, and you know, and my thing, my favorite thing about M Night is because uh, those are my favorite directors, or the the auteurs, mm-hmm. the ones that. You know, they have this distinctive style that when, when you see an M night Shyamalan film, there's a mm-hmm. feeling that comes along with seeing an M night Shyamalan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Film. yeah Whether yeah, you yeah, loved it or hate it, you know, yeah. it's just there's a certain tone all of his films hit that, mm-hmm. you know, you just know he did it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. And and that's kind of and I love all of those. Films. It no, he's 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 you know, he's hit or miss. Sometimes he mm-hmm. Makes a great film, and a, it, it, M Night Shyamalan, like I said, when he's good, he's really, really good, you know. But when he's bad, you know,
0: that's yep. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Yep. I, like well, I what, have Hold a, on.
1: What's good and what's bad to you? Like, where's what's is the good top and what's bad? Well, chain? I think it's. Where's I think
3: bottom? it's. Uh, I think it's all subjective because it's. Mm-hmm technically art so you know like i said i love him nice Shyamalan, even when i don't think he did a good job on stuff like mm-hmm. for example i love uh, unbreakable unbreakable right. to me like that's mm-hmm. one of those films where i was i saw it when i was really young and i just we went to the movies and um mm-hmm. you know my my sisters wanted to go see some kid movie i didn't want to go see and i was like mom can i go see that and <laughs> she was like what is it? pg-13 yes you're cool and, you know, because that's back when you would let your kids do that stuff. You know, nowadays, you know, people crazy anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. I, <laughs> so I went in and uh, I watched uh, I watched Unbreakable, knowing nothing about it, by the way. That was the thing, like as a mm-hmm. kid, like and I love superheroes and I love comic books and everything. You see the Justice League back here behind uh-huh. me. Like, I, I love I love them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what that movie was about when I sat down to watch it. So when it turned out being like this whole real life comic book thing I was like mm-hmm. this is awesome and that was actually the first film from him that I saw cuz I hadn't mm. I hadn't seen um The Watch since when or, everybody, yeah, yeah, with, with everybody else you know I, I actually didn't catch that till it was on like the wonderful world of Disney or something back when they used to do that on ABC I still haven't,
0: <laughs> um, I still haven't seen it man it's a
3: good movie a, but the, here's the thing it's like a one trick pony kind of movie yeah. it is. Like yeah. that's a great way to put it uh, uh, that's it like once it's, once it's done and you get to the end like when you haven't seen it and you get all the way to the end it's fantastic right yeah. because then I you think, can go back and you enjoy it because you'll go back and look at the
1: yeah the, uh-huh, bread the little the, the little breadcrumbs like, oh how do uh-huh. I not pick up on it
3: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 but I'll, but it's it's one of those things where if someone ruins it for you or like you know ahead of time it just yeah. doesn't hit the same way so like wanna, now,
0: I want to say mm-hmm. uh I was in elementary school when that movie came out I believe yeah. it came and out like 96 re- I remember that all of the kids in school, it's like they had already told me what happened. It's not like my she mom did. was gonna, you know, rent that movie from me for Blockbuster right, or anything. Right. Like that. Right. Right. So it's like to till this day, I already know what happens, but it's a movie that I would still like <laughs> to, to check the out. The same thing with Unbreakable. I uh-huh. had I saw that uh I wanna say, what was the movie? Um What was the movie with the split personalities? Split? Split, yes, thank you. (laughs) Split Split had already come out by the time I had seen Unbreakable. And... When I found so that saw ending my,
3: on Split didn't hit the same way for you that it did. Right, You're yeah. like, why is everybody excited? <laughs> yeah, see I, see, I still see, I
0: still haven't seen Split. I've I've seen Unbreakable. Uh, oh, I've seen wow. Unbreakable, okay. and I've seen Glass. Like I, it's like because back then I didn't know that Split was a sequel until like uh-huh. people started That's talking it. about saying right. like Split is a sequel to Unbreakable, but um. But, you know, going back to my first M. Night film, it was Lady in the Water. Oh, I'm sorry. I remember it was this chick mm. I was dating <laughs> at the time, and I like that she movie. was into a, a lot of his movies, and she was like, she really wanted to see it. So we went to go see it, and I was just like, hmm, this is an M. Night film. I don't get why people trash them all the time. I thought the uh-huh. film was really good. I, but I too. I was not a fan of Lady in the Water. I would ah. say way, that, was, that was the first one that I didn't like, but...
3: I also here's the thing. This is you asked me before. What's what's the difference between what's good and what's bad with me? I'm 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 a very subjective person, but my also my thing is this. I also try to think in the idea of a creator because my first thought is this. A lot of times people think what's bad is when it didn't meet your expectations. Right. And by your expectations, are we talking about what you thought the film would be? Or what it is. And that's always what I kind of ju- judge by was like, what did they actually set out to accomplish with the film? Yeah. What story were they trying to tell me? And what were they trying to do? And did they succeed at that? You know? And yeah. rather than, hey, th- did I get what I wanted out of this film? Like what I expected that I would want out of it? Well, you know, I mean, ultimately, there's no way for them to have known exactly what you were wanting unless they yeah. were making like a straight up fan service kind of film, which that's where you gun into like your a lot of your comic book movies and everything there you know which is like uh, which is a different it's, it's a different kind of thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. than what like say an M Night Shyamalan film is yeah. where he's making a movie you you shouldn't really have that many expectations out of it other than wanting to find out what the story is because you're not invested into it the way you're invested mm-hmm. in Captain America oh already. yeah for sure you see for what sure. i mean so, yeah no well, no i
0: i totally get that yeah so- you should
3: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, so so, so, what I'm saying is that, you know, with Lady in the Water, I remember reading because, you know, like I said, he's one of my favorites. So I do read everything that he likes to say when his movies come out. And he was talking about Lady in the Water. And he specifically said, you know, I wanted to make a movie for my kids because mm. he was like, because at this point in time, like, I don't really want them watching – you know, signs and I don't really want them Mm. watching The Sixth Sense and Mm. all of what I'm doing, what I'm known for at this time, I don't really want them doing. I want to watch, I want to show them something that is still kind of creepy, still has that, you know, M. Night Shyamalan feel to it. But, you know, I want to be able to something for my kids, man. And that's exactly what he did was he made a bedtime story in cinematic form for his children. That's, That's the story he would tell his children was Lady in the Water. And I think in that case, that was good. But when I watched it, it wasn't what I expected it to be. So my immediate reaction on it was that it was bad. Now, personally, I still don't really, it's not my favorite story and everything there. But ultimately, hey, you can, it can be easily seen and heard. (laughs) And and, uh, it looks good. Um, It doesn't, I, I don't really get pulled out of the experience with it um i may not prefer the story but there's just so much and that's kind of thing when you make a film there's so many different pieces to it a lot of mm-hmm. times when people say they don't like something they're talking about the script yeah. you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying or yeah. maybe something particular in the direction in which they went but ultimately i mean like I, I find so much fault in people who will just say like you know a lot of movies are just trash but then it's like but hold on mm. let's pick apart some of the stuff that's awesome there, you know, because there's some Mm -hmm. awesome stuff here. It may not all be great. You know what I mean? It it may not be it may not be a home run. Yeah. You know, Uh
0: I know a good play when I see one. Tom, Tom, I I just love what you're saying right now. And and, then, you know, how you just mentioned trash and (laughs) how it's like how some people just say that stuff is trash and don't look for any of the good in (laughs) Mm, it. And yes, Trav, I'm looking at you. I I know he's
3: that's he's that guy. You're uh, You're
1: not changing my opinion on Netflix's live action of death note. It's trash, bro. There's nothing good about it
3: oh live action
1: the live action
3: what for netflix
0: death note, Def note. Trav oh, is no. a he, oh man. A yeah. no, that's
1: hot man. trash it's hot garbage uh it's
0: actually i didn't i didn't think that it was trash of course you know you I, think... I just i i thought that uh <laughs> you know for what it was it was good like what does that if mean? you if you were somebody that that never watched death note the anime or read the manga and it was just a popcorn flick then it's for you but I could understand why Trav would be pissed off about it because Trav he has L tattooed on him like he's a huge Death Note fan, so I can understand why he would be pissed off. But again, like I said, if it's just it's it's kind of like uh, your casual wrestling fans, you know but what you I'm don't
1: saying? Right. Right. But also, I
3: also I'd say what you just described is exactly kind of the opposite of what I was talking about with lady in the water cuz they're with uh Travis like you said he's a fan of death note. Mm-hmm. So it's a different when you're de- it's different when you're dealing with like a franchise of of something that has an lesion of fans already and then now you're coming in into that. Now yes, right. you can use your creativity and I do think fans are unfair with creatives in this day and age. I you agree. see what I'm saying? There's some things that you just you just you don't give everybody room to do what they need to do. Now, uh, a perfect example for me would be, um, cause I think you guys actually enjoyed Wonder Woman 1984. No. Uh, yeah. Oh no. You, yeah, yeah, I know. I know no, okay. Banks did. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I had so many issues with Wonder Woman. 1984. Uh, it, was just, <laughs> it was okay. But,
0: like it was better than the first movie. I'll it say just
3: that. Had
2: too, it, it was unproportioned. It was unbalanced almost is my problem with it. In the runtime. Storage is kind of drug. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, that movie, I didn't get me personally, I didn't get enough cheetah. Why did I get cheetah at uh, an hour and 45 minutes into the movie?
3: I got a prince uh, head shake at that. No, no, no. It I'll say, like, for it me, it's just not that good. I, nah. I mean, it, here's the problem. Here's the, the only thing with Wonder Woman 1984, which here's the thing I love the first Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I love the first Wonder Woman. I actually really like Patty Jenkins as a director. So I said, mm-hmm. I said the same um, thing. But I also know that they made a lot of changes from the first Wonder Woman to this Wonder Woman when it comes to the writing team. She actually fired, or I don't know that she fired. I won't say that because I don't know that that was her decision. But I know she got added to the writing team and brought along Jeff Johns. And the guy who on the writing team before who did the story with her it was Zack Snyder. Patty mm-hmm. Jean, uh, I don't believe it was, it was Zack Snyder somebody else and then one of the guys was an actual writer on the Wonder Woman comic books.
0: Mm. And
3: they didn't bring him back like on to the writing team here. So that's where you get some dumb stuff that just happens in the movie. I'm sorry. Like yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman and making the the plane invisible was just you know <laughs> super dumb. <laughs> just <laughs> dumb because my whole th- my thought would be this. My first thought is, all right, if you made that invisible, right? Like right then the, you know what would have been really helpful when you guys were trying
0: to sneak into the White House?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See, like-
0: I, I feel like it's it's one of those things, because like when I watched it, um, I really didn't look that much into it. But then it's like, afterwards, I started afterwards. thinking about stuff. And afterwards. just like uh, when Steve Trevor came back and mm-hmm. he was in another guy's body. And I'm just yes. like, well... All right, well, what's where's that other guy at? Like, what if that guy has a family? What if he has a job and now mm-hmm. he's missing? Like, what if his wife would have saw him with uh Wonder Woman with Diana? And you know what not, I'm saying? And That's,
3: not only that, you got a whole consent problem with that. Yeah. Whole, you know, oh like I, I, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. But my 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 you know, I but like I said, you you give a, and what I mean by that is when you love Wonder Woman. So I already love Wonder Woman. I'm already bought into that franchise, just like mm. how Travis was already bought into Death Note and everything there. So I had all the faith in Patty Jenkins to deliver me something as awesome to me as the first Wonder Woman. I did like the first woman until the, the third act. I, I, I yeah, did not yeah, like third the, the ending trash. fight.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: And honestly, I can, can tell in Wonder Woman 1984 that Patty Jenkins put more thought into the third act However, it, it, there are point, it feels more like her in the third act of Wonder Woman 1984 than the third act of Wonder Woman felt oh like a Patty please Jenkins. Please don't say that,
1: though, because I think the third act in 84 is worse than the first one.
3: I think, I think it played out worse. I think, yeah. I think it, I, I, you see what I'm saying? I think it played out worse, but I think the fact that there was a, a kind of a, a real meaty depth that she was going for, I don't think she hit it. You see what I'm saying? Because, again, like, you know, so everybody like has to recant their wishes and everything like that. But, you know, what about the people who didn't make a selfish wish? You know, what about the the father that wanted the son to, you know, not have cancer anymore? Or what about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you see what I'm saying? People who are like in ailments and they just don't want to hurt anymore. You know what I mean? Or those different things or something where they or what about when, when they wish for another person? You know, these good things. Why do they have to recant their wish or why would they when Wonder Woman's talking like because she's saying, hey, you can't be selfish. And they're like if I'm hearing that, I'm like, well, she doesn't mean me.
1: Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, like yeah.
0: Maxwell, like Maxwell's yeah. son. He, he yeah, right. his, his wish, he just wanted his dad to be with him. Like exactly, well, exactly, he
1: got him. Is that why he just appeared out the bushes? He,
0: that Probably. yo, that was
3: so weird, man. Like, I, I gotta be honest. Look, like, this
1: is just a movie that honestly, you're just not supposed to ask questions, though. You just right. Don't well, ask questions, and you watch it mindlessly. And that's I hate true. that.
3: I hate. And that. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I don't like that either. But um, the, you know, uh, I mean, so Tom, some people really like it, so it's not the worst movie. I don't want to crap all over Wonder Woman 1984. It's not the worst movie I've seen. Yeah, it's just my least favorite of the DC movies
0: at this well, point in time. What, well, see, uh,
3: right above, it's yeah, yeah, it is. It's probably my least favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll say because you know there were two other movies that came out on christmas day one of them i still haven't even seen uh the shark the shark boy and lava girl movie i i my didn't check that out that. Yeah. but um We're soul came out on christmas yeah. day as well and after you know putting both of those movies back to back soul was a way more better movie i gave that movie a 10 out of 10 compared to oh, wonder woman I've, i haven't seen soul uh my kids have watched both of those yeah, the mm-hmm. kids have watched all all
3: three of these movies. You know, they would be much better to give you a good review on all of them. Um, but they're also like, you know, really easy easy going with it. They just like everything. Yeah, uh,
1: like <laughs> yeah. Banks.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's I awesome. mean, you know, get like hey, them try. A. Hey, sometimes you just you know you just you are entertained. They yeah, they're yeah, entertained, you're
1: easily you know? satisfied. Easily I satisfied. I, hey. I wish I was.
3: Some those people are
0: happier, Travis. Yeah, I know uh, that's why I'm, I'm happy all the time. It's I'm so happy, it's, it's like me and Trav are like yin and yang. It's like I'm happy, and Trav is always negative, always grumpy because i yep. mad. You're,
3: you're, you're cursed with knowledge, Travis.
1: I'm sulking in my misery, and I want, I want, and you that to was
0: lost. I wanted to go back. Oh, right oh,
1: can y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah you go. went there out again,
0: we can't again. hear you. What the yeah, you're here.
1: All right, so, anyways. I wanted to um, go back to the movie that Banks ruined, which I will cut out. Uh,
3: we won't use <laughs> Yeah, that. I was there. Yeah, thank you, thank but you. But in all you.
1: fairness, I would have ruined it too.
3: I I I, didn't I, know. I figured I didn't give you guys like you know I knew like with the cartoon he had to put in like a password to get it, so I assumed yeah. he already assumed. Hey, don't just show this to anybody. Yeah, but in yeah, remembrance, yeah. I sent him like a private Vimeo link, but it was just the link. I should have passworded up everything so he'd just get that off the top. That's my Yeah, yeah I, I thought that's you were selling
1: fault. it, so like, oh, here's no. the password to get to it and for people you're showing off to, but... Oh, uh, no.
3: No, no, yeah, no. But, Those ones I just hadn't released openly, and it, it was I, everything, so...
1: I can at least say I didn't see the ending coming, right? Like, I can I didn't see yeah. it either. I didn't see it either. I didn't see that coming, and um, the song selection choice at the end, you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. I love I love that piece.
0: Good. Well, um,
1: that's the jam. What
0: what we can do, we can just go back and I'll just talk about Remembrance but without giving any spoilers. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm
1: not because I want, I want to cut that part out and still have Tom be like, though, you can ruined it and okay. so people know that you ruined <laughs> okay. it but they don't hear the ending okay
0: okay All right. Look, cool, cool,
1: cool. I'm gonna make you the villain in this episode oh uh, god. So,
0: I, so, so you're gonna poison me
1: I'm gonna poison you oh, I'll god. take it I'll <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: good. but um but yeah you know I wanted to bring up because we were talking about directors like who are some of your other favorite directors other than Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Uh, I love M. Night
3: Shyamalan um I really like um, I like different different directors for different reasons. My absolute favorite one is Christopher Nolan. I'm one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, we won't uh, talk.
1: About, you don't want to talk about Tenant. Cause- I,
3: would, I would love to talk about Tenant. I've actually, it's interesting because I think Tenant is a very interesting film because I think it's one where um, I told somebody it's the most Christopher, most stereotypical Christopher Nolan film that Christopher Nolan could ever make.
1: It's so true. <laughs> it's, yeah. I was so, a huge, I know you didn't care too much for it. I've, I loved it, dude. So good. I, 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 at
3: first I was like, okay, so here's the thing. I think that if I watched Tenet in theaters, definitely if I watched it in theaters during a pandemic, I would have been pissed, okay? I'm just going to be honest. I would have been really, really pissed just because, you know, one, I hear a lot of people had a lot of audio issues. I didn't have a lot of audio issues. There were certain points where I I thought it was, you know, kind of iffy, but, you know, it's it's Christopher Nolan, so, you know, I'm not going to joke. I'm not going to talk about Christopher Nolan's audio. I got my own problems, Um, you know, but but i will say that the benefit of subtitles you know for watching it at home and streaming it like kind of helped anyway because you know the time my wife and i weren't getting a chance to watch this until like after we put the kids in bed anyway yeah so you know we were already going to utilize the subtitles so it wasn't really a big deal um but uh and then the the fact that i had purchased the film and was able to go back and just rewatch it and 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 You know, take a break. When I was like, "All right, look, this is," because there was one point where we were watching and it was getting late, and I was like, "I still got two hours left." Yeah, it does feel like it's
1: (laughs) runtime. I'll give you that; it feels like it's runtime for sure.
3: Right? Yeah, for sure. But you know, I think I benefited from being able to stop and go back and restart and then watch it again. Because like after I finished it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch that again tomorrow. I need to watch it again, like, and see what happened." And and it was kind of interesting because kind of like Wonder Woman 1984, I always think that movies, you really find out if a movie really was good on how much time you spend thinking about it and mm-hmm. how you feel about it days after you've seen it. Because right? you could feel one way about it right when it's over. Like if it gave you a really good twist right at the end, then yeah, it probably feels awesome right there in the moment. But when you get time to really think about it later, and then, then you kind of put the logic to it and you're trying to try to make it work, you think about what you were told by the filmmakers, you think about what the filmmakers were trying to do, did they actually accomplish that? Or did they just, you know, wow you at the end with a really, or did you just wrap up a really good ending? Sometimes, you know, you know it's, it's kind of like a, again, I always go, I love professional wrestling, so I always go back to professional wrestling, but, you know, finish strong. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you have a really great ending to that match, but then the middle of it kind of sucks, but you were yeah. able to save them by the end right. and bring them in with a finish that everybody enjoyed, that's how they're going to remember the match. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Same thing with the movie. If you gave them a really good third act and you told a a, a story that made sense, there's a lot of films there's a, there's a lot of films that probably make it on that alone, right?
2: Well, Tom for you, with you yeah. speaking of how things end, you're uh, a huge night fan, and I, I guess yeah. I kind of am, too. I like a lot, a lot of his movies. The ending of the trilogy uh, for Unbreakable mm-hmm. with Glass, how did you feel about the ending of Glass? Did you like the way they wrapped it up with the ending of more?
3: Oh, man. I'm uh. Disappointed? <laughs> Now, so the end of Glass is yep. one of those things where I, it's kind of where I, I tell you, M. Night's going to be M. Night, man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate Glass because he was like, I'm funding my own movie so I can make it any way I want. Um, and in my ending, the movie you think you are get, you're only going to get that for the first 30 minutes. Then I'm going to mm-hmm. give you something else that explores superheroes. By the end of it, I'm going to make you think you're going to get this really great superhero ending. But instead... Swerve, hmm. swerve, 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 you know, because it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and that's what he does. Um, I thought that Glass, the ending of Glass kind of on first viewing sucked, right? Like when I walked out of there at the end, I was like, that sucked.
1: I was like, I really wish <laughs>
3: that it just like, like not the whole thing. Just right. that ending. I really wish the ending had been something different. Like, and don't even get me wrong. I loved the whole thing with the 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 secret society, all that stuff. Yeah, I loved that. Like, because yeah. that's because my thing that I was telling uh, uh I was telling a friend of mine who was there watching it with me. I told him, I was like, the thing I love about that is that is so comic booky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. a, for me, it was M. Night Shyamalan sneaking in a real live version of The Court of Owls.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You see
3: what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it something like that. So I thought, that's awesome. I did not like the execution. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like the execution of all of that was the part I didn't like. And I was just like, because, you know, the one thing that people really appreciate. If you swerve them at the end or breadcrumbs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: You know I what agree. I'm saying? Because if you can show them things that they, you know, if they're perceptive enough to look at in the moment, they may go, what's up with that? You right. know what I mean? Like, what's up with that? You know, what's going on there? And don't get me wrong. There are some things. And I, so I think it's unfair to say there are no breadcrumbs in in glass. They're there. They're just so subtle. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think that because you can miss them because I was looking for something, you know, and the thing is, in other M. Night Shyamalan films, sometimes the the uh, the twist is so obvious that you like figure it out at this certain point. You know what I mean? Um, mm, was- where it feels obvious and everything there. But my, my whole thing with um, with with Glass was I was just I I didn't catch on to to that particular thing. So it felt kind of like out of the moment. But I mean, other people probably caught on to it before I did. So I maybe it. they felt differently about it, but to me, for me, my taste, okay. I yep. felt that it just, you know, there just wasn't enough breadcrumbs there. But when I rewatched it, because here's the yep. thing, I have I have watched Glass more than I've seen Split, and I yep. really loved Split. Um, I haven't seen it more than Unbreakable yet just because of longevity, but it's yeah. probably going, to, it might get there, who knows, right? Yeah. But it was one of the first things I watched once I got HBO Max, I watched Glass. You know, um, and then the weirdest thing is just I revisited it two weeks ago because I was in a group chat on a on PlayStation Network and someone brought it up because, you know, we some, somehow we came up with a nice Shyamalan and we, then we talked about Glass there. And I was like, I'm gonna rewatch that. And then I I watched it again. And, you know, there are like I said, there are breadcrumbs that are there, but even the ones that are there, I don't think that anybody that was watching it the first time would have ever ever picked up on. And I think those are the best ones where you show people to that point where if they're watching, it would, it would
0: kind of break them out for the moment to go, wait, something's not right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's off. All right. So Tom, I love how you keep on bringing up the wrestling talk and dropping the wrestling terms and whatnot. And one of the films that you did was Mm -hmm. the circuit. So with you being a wrestling fan, was this like, you know, a big project that you always wanted to do that you pictured yourself wanting to do this or did, you know, something just fall into your hand where it's just like, Hey, there's local wrestling here in the area. I'm going to talk with somebody and see if I can do this.
3: It was closer to the latter. Uh, what it was, was I had, um, again, I, I was coming out of a sabbatical cause I had had my son and everything there. And, um, at the time I was uh trying to figure out I was uh doing um uh, I was doing some video for SPW at that time, you know, because um, they didn't have a video guy and I just kinda wanted to like I I all of a sudden I just had this urge to just like learn how to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Like it was weird. I didn't want to actually be a wrestler. Like yeah. that was never a thing I wanted to do. I was like, I just want to know how they do it, man. Just teach me how y'all do it. <laughs> like, like that was it. I just want to know the I wanna know the little bits and the, the craft and this and that. And, you know, I don't wanna know I, I don't I don't wanna know everything, but just enough to you know you know when you watch people play chess it's more interesting if you know how it's played
1: right yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
3: yeah so that was pretty much it and um because i just have i've just always i've just had a fondness for wrestling uh, it's it's interesting because when i was really young i didn't get into it when i was a kid um i didn't get it well i mean I, I was a kid but it wasn't until like middle school you see what i'm saying yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, middle school sixth grade stuff like that um so I was, I, had, uh, by the time Hulk Hogan, I, I got around Hulk Hogan was already a bad guy and, um, you know, I'd missed the whole vitamins and the prayers and everything. So I've never liked the guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never really liked the guy. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it was interesting with, uh, with the circuit, it just ended up being this thing that where I was working with SPW cause I was training there um and you know the owner and i had had this quick little trade-off where i did a little video for him and i didn't have to pay for my classes you know that yeah. kind of thing <laughs> you know so i that's what i did uh for a little bit there i shot a um something they did at this uh two different things they did at the scope uh I shot two different videos
0: uh for up Uprising 2? Yes, yes. You wanna know what's crazy? I, I both of them. You know what's crazy about that is Uprising Two was the first indie show that I went to. And that was the one that Rikishi was at. And yeah. it was like at that moment, I was just like, man, like. I can become a professional wrestler. You a yeah, there Rikishi we go. did it for <laughs> you. 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 That's go. the origin story of Benjamin. That's it. we like, I was there. You? For yeah, it. you were
3: there. <laughs> I was there. I'm part of the prequel. I get to have one of those little prequel moments where you just see me in the crowd or something. So mm-hmm. you're saying
1: that you saw Rikishi's ass and you said, "I want to do that." Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's what <laughs> it yeah, no, but I it was um you know
3: and that was a fun little experience. But then once I was done with with all of that, you know. It was crazy because I had gotten to, you know, work on a a wrestling TV show, which was kind of like, you know, check that off the bucket list, you know what I'm saying, for things I got to do. And I was just sitting there, and then all of a sudden I was like, you know, um, I want to get back into it. I want to make something, and I thought about just making a quick – the idea I had was uh, some kind of quick web series or something there, and it was right after I would finished The Poet and put that out, you know. So I was like, um, well, what's something that I have? Cause I wanted to have something different that was kind of more unique to me. And I was like, what's something that I've got access to that not all the other filmmakers I know around here have access to. And I was like, I could probably get access to, uh, a wrestling ring and everything. You know, if I talk to the right people and, you know, make the right promises and, <laughs> you know, to all of that, I, I could probably get in, in contact with some people. Um, because at that time, a point in time, that's when I met Chris Schrader, and you know, at the at that point in time, he was uh, Zach Hilton, and he was wrestling for um, for NWA Fusion and and everything there, and you know, we kind of talked to everybody, and and that's how I met uh, Brandon Day, um, uh, who who was another one of the the other lead wrestler in the circuit, yep. and yeah, I just that's it. It just kind of spawned out of all of the tangible things that i had uh access at my disposal at that point in time and i went with actually working with wrestlers because wrestlers are just really athletic actors um (laughs) you know i mean they're they're actors they they already are doing promos and everything there and that was kind of my thing when i was going over with brandon because the first thing we shot with him or one of the first things we shot with him was actually a promo that he did that was in the first episode. Yeah. And, and he was like, well, what do you want me to do? I was like, do a wrestling promo. I was like, just do, do what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I said, cause it would be much easier. I remember telling Chris, I said, it would be much easier for me to get you and other wrestlers and everything to do this. Um, than it would be for me to, uh, teach actors how to wrestle <laughs> Right, you know, i said that's i agree with you on never that. gonna have it's never gonna work i was like the wrestlers already act as it is you know what i'm saying they've got to pretend they hate each other and all that different stuff you know and 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 work their gimmicks and everything so that that was it and you know i think they did a fantastic job um you know there were some limitations and everything to the circuit that just i didn't have uh you know uh any, I did you know, we didn't have a crowd for everything. So, what we ended up doing was trying to go for something kind of more avant garde, kind of, you know, um, where it felt um, kind of like wrestling in the mind and different stuff there. It yeah. was, you know, it was kind of this thing where we tried to tie in what was going on with this character with what was going on in the ring at the same time. While I also, was stealing from the best thing about it was I was just stealing storylines from wrestling that I loved uh, <laughs> everything yeah. there. You know, um the whole idea of him stealing his uh, uh his tag team partner's you know wife and everything there and just falling for him and everything was you know that was kind of uh, at the time when I was younger. I remember when you know Lita left Matt Hardy for Edge and it was yeah. like this big thing and you know and then this whole idea that the guy left the company and then you know he came back that was kind of like the old cm punk thing and it was you know there was a whole bunch of different stuff that i just it was like you know i'll just tap into the wrestling that i like and then find a way to you know kind of weave it into these you know this group of characters that i came up with you know um yeah and uh you know circuit though i I really did enjoy the circuit we actually at one point we actually had the uh an acquisition officer from our acquisition agent from um wwe studios request oh nice uh the my feature not my feature script but my fooling script and everything for it and they passed on it you know because it really didn't fit their brand anyway
0: Um, yeah that's what i was (laughs) i was about to say that because it's like at this time point you know wwe they were pretty yeah. PG hard. Oh you know yeah, really, so, really hard
3: yeah. PG at that time. So, yeah, so it was, you know, so it, it was kind of a long shot, but it was nice to get the, you know,
1: yeah, nice to a be pat able on the to back to
3: say that, yeah, yeah. That, like the rubber elbows. Was, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty much it. It was that was cool, you know. Um, but yeah, but no, I I enjoyed the circuit. The circuit was really fun. Uh, it was I was really um, the second season for the circuit there because we actually shot a full second season. Mm-hmm. But we had this thing go down where I, uh, my my girlfriend at the time, I um, had borrowed one of her hard drives to kind of put all my my footage and everything on. And what I didn't know was at the time was that the the hard drive was not formatted for my Mac and everything there.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so
3: I put hmm. all of this footage on there and started trying to edit from it. And if you've actually had a Mac and dealt with like an unformatted hard mm-hmm. drive issue before, you know that like that Mac tries so hard to read that hard drive and work with that, that it really screws stuff up. And ultimately, because I ended up having to take my um My computer in to get it fixed and everything and then figured out what the problem was you know um bringing in the hard drive but um for whatever reason when we actually went to pull the footage and pull what we had and everything there so much of it was missing on the transfer Mm. and was unusable now so i was only able to have the first episode and everything there of it and but it was fine by that point point, we just had so many different other things you know one thing is is always the case is that you have so many different projects going
0: that yeah you know something pulls you elsewhere so do you think that you would ever pick the circuit back up oh man i don't know
3: I don't know. If I had the opportunity, everything would kind of have to fall into place to the circuit. This again.
1: dude's trying to get a role. Look at him. He's trying <laughs> yeah. to get a feature. i am hey, try to get, try to get me a rip up in
0: the air. The golden oh, pinky man. society. There's always <laughs> yeah. a motive. Try to that out. But if you think about it though, if Tom would uh, you know, went with what was going on at SPW and talked with, uh, some of the wrestlers over there, you know, you could have seen a young Benjamin Banks in the circuit. <laughs> with What <the tassels? laughs> with yeah. my basketball shorts and the t-shirt?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I would, uh, I always think to myself, I would love to come back to the circuit. I've got so many different versions and ideas of what I wanted to do with it. Um, but you know that's one of those ones where I think uh, I think I think if I made it and I had like a you know just needed to pitch a really uh, interesting project i of, you know pull one out of my hat. The circuits a good one then be able to throw down on the table. Okay, so
1: so yeah. Um, honestly, I've really never seen too many short films. Like mm-hmm. I know D brought up. It's kind of like, are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps. It's real yeah, yeah, just 30 yeah. minute short story. That's
3: essentially that's essentially it, man. Yeah.
1: But I never seen it as an adult with like mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's a right. different feel for it. And yeah. um man, you know, you kind of got me hooked on wanting to check out some more stuff. I'm probably gonna ask you to send me you know I definitely some more people will. that do it.
3: Cause you'll be surprised how many there's a lot of great, like like big time filmmakers that that still make short films. Right. Um, if you look up Pony Smasher. On YouTube or Vimeo, I since you're on Vimeo, that's actually um, uh, David F. Sandberg, who did Shazam and Annabelle Creation and and all that there. And interesting thing is because I watched his, I became a fan of him online before he ever made it big with a short film of his that he that got turned into a film, which was um, which was Lights Out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And it was first a short film and it was just such a simple and great short film. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, it's just something about being able to tell this um a story that captivates people for you know that can actually hold their attention for seven to ten minutes, you know, ten you know, solid solid time for them to want to know how this little story ends. You know what right. I mean? And knowing that it will happen soon. That's you know you get a payoff that you don't need to commit an hour and a half of your life to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but no, I, uh, David F. Sandberger with Pony Smasher. That's he's a really, uh, he's a really good one. Um, there was one short film that he just put out about it's funny because I remember actually Travis and, and and banks, I shared this short film with, uh, uh, one that he recently did with Mercedes and I like sent it to her at like midnight or whatever. And I like, scared the crap out of her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. But no. Um, yeah. So, you know, definitely. Yeah, man. Hit me up. I'll show you. I'd love to share. I love to share uh, the short films and stuff that I find and that I enjoy. And that, <clears throat> you know, so, some stuff that just people send to me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know your friends, your other colleagues, and everything. They either send their stuff to you because they want you to watch and see their stuff. Which you know, the weird thing is this: people probably think I don't look at their stuff, but I watch everything they send me. Eventually,
1: eventually, eventually. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, no. Um, I know Banks was talking about like the cartoon pissed them off. You know, at the end, and we we could talk about this ending, yeah.
0: No, we can.
1: We can the cartoon either. Okay. But we
3: can talk about we can talk about the cartoon. We can, oh, talk we can? About the cartoon. Um <clears throat> you're positive. It, it's more it's more it's it's not as you know, because with remembrance, with remembrance, it just I need that, you know, there's a certain thing I'm trying to do there and I need that surprise. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like again. It's kind of like uh, well, the Sixth Sense. If you already know, <laughs> it's just right, a different yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. Well, for, for yep. me, I wasn't
1: even going to talk about the ending of the cartoon. I was just yeah. more talk about the, the the feeling I got out of it. The message. We can talk about it. Yeah, we can I guess talk you about you the cartoon. Want to yeah. talk about because man, that one it wasn't my favorite one to watch. Like I said, Remembrance mm-hmm. was, but it was the most thought provoking that I had because after I got done, I really thought about like how. Mm-hmm how far is too far for certain things? You know, when mm-hmm. did she go too far? Did she really need mm-hmm, to go yeah. that far in order mm-hmm. to, you know, save herself or are we, do we have this weird thing now? Cause a lot of the, a lot of the stuff is like cops don't do anything until it's too late. Anyway, it's mm, like, yeah. you know, that being the kind of gimmick, well, you can't put a restraining order on them until they actually physically hurt you. Well, what good mm-hmm. does that do me? They've already hurt me. Right. Um, I got that kind of premise from it, too, where it's like, where do we draw the line for the justification of crossing that line? And I don't even know how to word it or whatever. But it, that was probably the most th- thought provoking one for me. And mm-hmm. it's a question that gets asked all the time. Like, it's not like I haven't seen it before, you know, right. or anything like that. But right. Right. I, I don't know. It just got me kind of thinking, like, that's that's kind of crazy wrong in out. this situation. Are they both? I don't know, man.
0: It's, it's crazy because it's like me and you, we both have two different opinions <laughs> about uh about that. And I feel that the reason why is because, you know, I am a black man and I had told Tom that, you know, seeing this is like stuff that we see in the news where it's like, you know, a white woman or a white man, somebody white, they'll kill or, They'll call the cops on somebody black and the black person's pretty much screwed. You know what I'm saying? They either go to jail or they die and like they right. didn't do anything wrong. Well, I also and, don't want to
1: misconstrue the movie that that has nothing to do with this. Like for people listening.
0: Yeah, but call Yeah, but it's like, um it's like I said, it's like you see stuff like this all the time. And, you know, when I had watched it, I was pissed off because it's like she pretty much got away with murder. You know, they interviewed her and everything and uh You know, weren't
1: we supposed to not tell the ending, bro? And then here we—no, go. it's fine. It's no, fine. he said, yeah, he said we no, it's could. It's fine. Let's, we can talk away. We can talk about the
3: cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he said we yeah. could. I'm this trying to be right. when you got to talk about it. I'm trying you, to look out for gonna, my boy Tom and be no. I appreciate. I appreciate. I appreciate that Travis. But
0: this time, <laughs> this
3: one, this yeah, one. Yeah, we can he talk said about. Bro, he said <laughs> it.
0: He said it. That's why I did this because I was just like, oh, we can talk about it. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's like she got away with murder, and you know, I had brought up how. You know, a, a few weeks ago, we had the situation where the woman was saying that the fourteen-year-old he mm-hmm. stole her phone, and right. because his dad was there, right, right, right. You know, he, it, you know, it wasn't an adult's word against a teenager. But you know, imagine if his dad wasn't there, and that boy ended up getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? Like she pretty much, you know, because of the color of his skin, she said, "Yeah, this kid stole my phone," which he didn't, because it ended up being dropped Mm. off by the Uber driver later on. And, you know, just me being a black man, it's like, I see stuff like this. I hear stories about this all the time. And like, that's the reason why I was pissed off because you see stories like this where people get away and justice isn't served. I mean, like you still have cases now. Like when you look at Breonna Taylor, where it's like, she was murdered and, Nothing. Nothing was done about it. You know what I'm saying? So you're mm-hmm. saying she
1: jumped the gun in this movie? She did. She did.
0: She did. I mean, I. But I understand. I mean, you know, she had been getting threats because of the comic that she came out with, and it's like this dude. He was just waiting for. Her. He was kind of being weird and whatnot. So I can understand. It was late at night too, so I can understand why she would be paranoid
1: and why yeah, she's yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. There's so many variables. Yeah, you
0: know what I'm saying. So, and I, I
1: feel I, like Tom doesn't even have an answer to it. You know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> there's not an answer to this. You know what I mean? It's it's to engage discussion and, and thinking. You I know think I mean?
3: that I think well, the whole point of bad things, good people, right? Was it was a situation where I wanted to tell a couple of stories where, in each one, I tackle something a, a, a personal observation with society. Okay and people and just people, you know, um, we deal with our, our, it deals with our self-righteousness, um, and, uh, you know, kind of the way people love to be the hero and always feel that we're always the good person in every situation that we do. Um, even if we lack full perspective of the situation. Um, and so with the cartoon, (laughs) is uh, kind of my most... Uh, I wanted to kind of approach it like a political cartoon, where it's something that... I gave you all of the details of the situation. <laughs> you know, there's several things that's there, that um, that's, uh, that's in there, and then there's my perception of it, but then the idea is that everybody could get something else out of it. Right. It's interesting, because with bad things, good people... I was coming out of doing a cure for loneliness. And in a cure for loneliness, I thought I was pretty clear that uh, my lead character um was a bad guy. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, right by the time we got to the end, I felt that he was a yep. bad guy.
1: He's the antihero.
3: B- yep. Exactly. But then I started to when when I when it started to go to festivals and I started attending festivals and I started talking to people who would watch it and they would talk to me. And you know, and there was one guy, I remember I screened it um actually at the generic theater this was before it actually went out the festival i got to screen it uh at the generic theater kind of just you know test audience kind of thing right and this guy came to me and he was like man he was like i really loved your film and i was like well thank you yeah you know appreciating you know the usual kudos and everything there and then he says it was like it's just amazing that that guy went through all of that you know all of that just to bring people together and everything you know like what you know you know what a what a it's it's crazy how you have to what was he? he said you have to um um the sacrifices that had to be made to get to a better place or something there and i was kind of like you know and kind of really laying it on thick that he felt that you know the guy was a good guy <laughs> you know? right yeah
1: yeah and yeah. i was
3: like oh you know i mean you know he's he's got a um you know I, and like you said anti-hero is a good way to put it because yeah there's a noble cause that he wants to do there but Quite obviously, the way he goes about it is, right, right. you know,
1: Yeah, you horrible.
3: Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Damn, that was- yeah, it's horrible. So with Bad Things, Good People, however, you know, I really took that, that, that interaction and those interactions because, I, like I said, I got a lot of things kind of like that on Cure for Loneliness. And I really wanted to make um, a couple of films and in particularly with the cartoon where, you know, I didn't put a fine stamp on it where I told you right. who the bad guy was in this situation. You know, I wanted you to watch the story, see, meet the characters, see what they do, how everything plays out. And then the understanding is that, you know, a different audience members will have different feelings right. yeah. on different characters for different ways. And if you, if you look at the trailer for um, bad things, good people, I call it a social thriller anthology and it is a social, that's exactly it. So Of course, I mean for Banks to get something different out of it than Travis should get out of it, because I expect it to hit him differently, because I expect there to be certain social cues that Banks is going to see, you know what I'm saying, because of the life that he lives and the skin he walks in that Travis won't pick up on necessarily where it, the situation may come a lot more philosophical to him and everything, because he's just, the life he lives is a different walk. It's just a different walk, you know? And so, um, and that's kind of it. That's what I want. Um, you know, but yeah, there's uh but yeah, there's, that's it. That's the cartoon. It's like, you know, I tried to leave that one somewhat ambiguous, but I personally feel with my, again, from my lens I do feel that there is a definitive stamp that I put on the cartoon that tells you where my per, per, personal perspective is at but um you know yeah I just I I think I think you're both right <laughs> You you, know, ultimate. You're both right on this. You know, Banks got what he was supposed to get out of it. Like he told me when he called and when he texted me and told me he was like, Yeah, man, it made me angry. I was like, you know, good. I was I told him I said, you know, it pisses me off too. And I cut it together. I knew how it was gonna go. Yeah. You know, it just it, it does, but it was it was meant to, it was meant to, you know, hit you in a different way than necessarily a hit track. Yeah. The- yeah.
2: Now I was just gonna say that some films are meant uh, to get the the ball rolling, if you would, uh, you know, get you thinking. And uh, yeah, it is. Some things are gonna, you know, play better off of different people for different reasons, like you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, because we all walk different walks to life. Yeah, everybody's gonna interpret it their
0: own way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try. Did you have? Did you try? Did you have another question?
1: Oh, uh, I'm. I don't know. My brain's kind of because I, I just. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like long? this this could lead to like, you, when you start going down the rabbit hole, you know what I yep. mean. So yeah. now, like now, I'm taken out of that and put into that, you know, and I'm just like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, to everybody that's watching and listening, like I would definitely recommend it when it's available because <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's very thought provoking, and I always love films where it's like everybody's going to have a different take on it, like. I remember, um, I believe the film was called Detroit, and yeah. I was dating a girl at the time, she was white, and that movie, like, it just it hit different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it pissed me off when I was watching it, it made her sad when she was watching it, and she was just like, wow, like... I can't believe that that's based off of a true story that the cops got away with it and whatnot. And I was just like, yo, that still happens today. You know mm, what I'm right. saying? It's just that it's not as, it's not as racist as it was back then while there still is racism here. It's just, it still happens. You know what I'm saying? And it was cool that I took her with me and she saw that and like, she formed an opinion and was just like, man, like, you know, something needs to be done. And I feel like when people watch this, it's like, it. Would be the same thing. It's just like well, wow, like you know, it's messed up. Like she got away with it, but then like Trav, I mean, who had his opinion, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's going to be different than the next person. So right. Well, I don't yeah.
1: necessarily think that the man should have been murdered neither. That's what I mean. Yeah. When right. Right. When is going too far? Too far.
0: Yeah. I. I. And I get it, but it's like too. Um. You know, she she pulled the gun on him. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> he he wasn't a threat, but again, like I said earlier, I can understand why she thought that, you know, he was going to do something. And I, all he had was a picture. That's all he had. And like, she made up this lie that, Oh yeah. Like he, he was reaching for something. And uh we were screaming. Cause you, you hear that in the phone call. Like she lies and says that he was doing something that he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And it just goes back to what I was saying when I told Tom, this as well about how, you know, certain things don't get recorded and, Mm. you know, people they get killed. Like, you see all the time where it's like some cops, it's like they turn their body cams off and it's just like, you know, it's his word against theirs because we didn't see anything. And in this situation, it's like there was no cameras around. There were no security cameras recording. So it's like she could tell the cop whatever and the cop just has to take her word for it and It's messed up because stuff like that still happens today, where it's like you just take my word for it. That's why black people always record stuff now, because if they don't record, then it's like it's their word against mine.
1: For the world star, baby. That's right. (laughs) And and I just want to add on that too that in my eighth grade um, class, my whatever government class, we, my teacher, had like a brother in law that was a cop, family friend, something came in, spoke yeah. to the class, and told the class that if anybody was to break into your house, that if you shoot them, you shoot yep. to kill because it's your word mm-hmm. against theirs. Mm-hmm. So, going to what you said, it was her word against nobody's because yeah. she, shoot, she shot to kill.
0: Correct. Mm. But, uh, yeah. the, that doesn't really the, right
1: though.
0: The, you yeah. know, turn things,
1: <laughs> I to turn I things around.
0: To, <laughs> to turn things around and, uh, put it on a little bit of a lighter note, I wanted to bring up the series, um, uh, where are my notes at? Uh, dating, but like really fast. Oh, uh, I, a, uh, uh, real quick, before yeah, yeah. I get
3: on that, I do okay. just want to tell you and Travis, okay, that in the cartoon, when she calls the 911 dispatcher, That's Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. I figured Travis would pick
0: up on it because, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, How did did she not even mention that? Hey, I'm going to be in a film. Well, because it's
0: not supposed to be, nobody's supposed to know about it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Mercedes is
3: cool because since she and I, um, the funny thing about her is we actually met for the first time on the set for Cure for Loneliness because um when he was riding around in the subway she's actually in the background like over his head because i needed i needed extras oh, wow and wow. so and that was the first and like and we had been facebook friends all this time and it was just like the first time she you know we met was when she came out and did that for us and then we just talked and we just hit it off man you know um and uh cool thing though is she uh you know she's just really supportive she's seen all of these already of course because right. and then you know i'll um Uh, It was cool because she. I I just needed something really quick, and I was just like, "Hey Mercedes, you know, say this," because I knew she had all this recording equipment because she was doing music and everything. And so I was like, "Hey, just like send me, send me a recording of you saying this." (laughs) And she, she did. She sent it back, and yeah, we just popped her in there, which was cool because then when she saw it, she said that one was her favorite one. So, you know, that worked out.
1: Nice. You know, shout out to Mercedes, aka Lost
0: Boy. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) heard that. (laughs) but yeah so like i was saying about with the issue series that you had like i start i started with um you know dating but like really fast and Mm -hmm. that was the season two episode one of that series and i'm going to go back and i'm going to watch uh you know season one and whatnot but Mm -hmm. i love the story that was being told where it's just like you know you just have this average joe guy and he has anger issues Mm -hmm. and the entire time I was watching it, it, was like, I was laughing. Like I was, I felt sad for him because he wanted to talk to the girl and she pretty much was like, I'm not attractive to you and whatnot. And then he goes on the speed dating thing and, you know, he meets the girl of his dreams. You know, she's a nerd. It's like, how many times do we, uh, I don't know. I kind of felt like he was gatekeeping in a way, (laughs) you know, where he was asking her the questions and whatnot. Because, I mean, you know, you do get those situations where it's just like, oh, you're a girl. Uh, You know what Dragon Ball Z is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, what's this? But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I would love to see more of it. Um, You know, I I thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought like out of of everything, out of everything that I watched, like this was, you know, meant to, you know, laugh feel good moments stuff like that because everything else like it was very thought-provoking and i was just okay. like man you know
3: <laughs> yeah see that must be because issues um you know i don't do a lot of comedy i'm not a comedy person i don't think i'm funny so i can't really um <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't really I, I can't really get across um you know i can't write comedy um that actually dating, but really fast was one of the first, I think that was the first time I directed comedy. Cause I know that's the one of two episodes that I directed for issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. Issues is man issues. I'll be honest. Issues is just a sore subject. I, um, oh
0: wow because
3: I, I really, I thought we had some really great stuff with issues. I thought it was a fantastic project. Um, Long story short, the guy who was the creator and I—we just could never really see. We 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 stopped seeing eye to eye in season one early on in season one, and then you know, just things started. You know how you just get opportunities that fall into place. Yeah. So then everybody sucks it up so that we can, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Well. Okay. All right. It's kind of like it's kind of like starting. It was kind of like having a band, you know, and then uh, right when the band is deciding maybe we should break up, like you know, you get this, you know, this indie. This indie label's like, I want to sign you guys. And you're like, yeah, let's, okay, let's get signed. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that thing. You know, and then, uh, and you try to, and that was it. I think, um, I think Issues was a marriage that I held on to longer than I needed to. (laughs) And um, I think we ultimately, creatively, we made some really great stuff. And, um, but yeah. Yeah, Spill that tea,
1: Tom. Uh-huh. Say what? I said, spill that tea. No, 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 I'm just no, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm leaving it there. I don't wanna
3: yeah, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna get into it. I don't wanna get into it beyond that because I really did enjoy I, I loved everybody that I worked with on issues because honestly, we had a fantastic team. <clears throat> yeah. We had a fantastic team. We had a fantastic crew. Um I think they wrote some really great scripts. I think Matt, the creator, I think he had a fantastic idea. Um I still think he has a fantastic idea. Yeah. Um and uh I think he created some great characters in there that ultimately everybody including the that cast that we had really fleshed out into some, you know, some characters that everybody could I, I think, you know, had some legs and I think it was a a good project to work on. It was really it was legitimately funny. I quote I quote issues to myself and like hmm. out loud to like other people and they're like what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, "Oh, that's <laughs> right. You don't" <laughs> you don't you don't know you weren't there you know but um but yeah but no i i did i i've loved issues it was, a, it was a very funny project and i loved um uh dating but really fast really um was one of the it, it's funny because out of all the things that i've done with issues that one came together the easiest mm. you know so um it just kind of fell in place i loved uh i loved when we did the um speed dating thing i was like you know i wanted to be like you're coming in for an interrogation so then you just got this swinging light back and forth and it's dark all around everybody and it's just like this quick little interrogation and everything until you know he's there in front of uh zeke banks's character and the two of them you know they actually hit it off so you have some decent lighting and everything there you know little stuff like that it was it was cool but um um my favorite thing out of that was uh uh, an actress, Amy DeSantis, who, who I, I only met that day, but mm-hmm. she played um, the crazy lady who uh, wanted the knives or she had knives or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was uh, she was hilarious. She was great. But yeah, like I said, Issues was a fantastic group, cr- uh, crew, great group and everything there. I wish uh,
0: uh, I wish we had gone the distance. So another uh, thing that you had did was uh, we couldn't be any happier. Oh, man. Now, That's... That one. I love that one. <laughs> uh, you know, just watching it and, you know, you have this couple, they're, they're acting and they keep on uh, messing up the lines. The the mm-hmm. gentleman in particular, he keeps messing up his lines. And then we find out that they're a real couple and there's an issue between them and whatnot. And, you know, she, she just wants him to make his own decisions and mm-hmm. he can't. And to see him just fake it in this in this commercial, like, you know, I would do anything for her to be with her, where we know in real life, like he wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, it w- it was hard. It was hard. Right. I mean, because you know, you just see that and it's just like, man, it's like, how can you how can you act so good? But in real life, it's like you suck. Like that's that's <laughs> how that's how I took it.
3: That's
2: most people, like, D, right? D,
0: yeah. D, D, how'd you feel about it?
2: Uh, I mean, that isn't one that I got to banks, but, um, I mean, I can relate to it. People fake their way through a lot of things, job interviews and all types of stuff. So it sounds very relatable. That's what I was saying. That's most and, people. Yeah, ain't it?
3: Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, you hit the you nail know, on the track. Uh, with, uh, we couldn't be any happier. I actually did not direct that. I was a producer mm. for that. I'm, I'm credited as a co-director, but I keep giving it's, but it's my, um, my cinematographer, uh, and, and partner on, pretty much every creative thing I do now, uh, Sergio Lorenzana. Sergio is the, the most amazing cinematographer. I, I probably, I, I blowed him up a lot, you know, gas him right on up. And, um, <laughs> you know, but he's, he's fantastic. He really is. And um, after we had finished uh, Cure for Loneliness, and it was actually right before we went into production for uh, Bad Things, Good People, um, he had wanted to do a short film and he had just had this idea um, where it, and it was built off of some um some camera tests and some some videos that he had seen on Vimeo that uh some acting, acting exercises, quite honestly. And so he just had this idea where he was like, All right, so here's what I want. I want the characters and I want them to actually be in a couple, and then but we're like shooting a commercial, and then they like break up before the commercial's over, like for <laughs> real, but in the commercial, and you know, while it's happening. And I was just like, cool. So he and I kind of brainstormed back and forth on it. And what I said, you know, the one thing that I will say I did bring to it was I was like, it should be improv. Because at the time he had had a little bit of a script, right, um, that was written out there. So, you know, something with bare bones, just so we knew what everything was. Like, we didn't even have a title yet. I don't think think he gave it a title until like – I think he it was finished off the editing day. Like he was done <laughs> with it when he was like, "All right, let's title it." Prior to that, so, I don't, you know, I think we called it like "Shoot Your Shot" or something simple because <laughs> <Hey. Hey. laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, it was, uh, but I was like, "Well, let's do improv." You know, let's let's have them improv the lines rather than actually get someone to write it out. Because my thing would be. We want it to be quick. We want it to be simple. And I was like, in the amount of time that we're trying to do this, I doubt we can write a script that will be, uh, that'll hit the emotional beats we want it to hit. So let's just get some improv actors. You know what I'm saying? That that are already good at it. What we actually did was Nick and Noel actually are dating each other. I was about to say, I I wouldn't
1: be shocked if it was
3: a real life couple. (laughs) Yes, they were a real life couple. Um, And they're both improv actors. And so it just kind of fell into place. All the little things that were wanted, you know. Yeah. And so I was, uh, you know, we put that together, and Sergio, you know, set everything up, shot it, and you know, and like I said, he he directed that piece. That was his. Uh, the the uh, we couldn't be any happier. Wouldn't have happened without him having that idea to want to do it. And and uh, you know, I just helped him, you know, kind of push him along because at that point he was saying it was something he hadn't done yet. And I was just like, you know, well, how long do you think it'd take him to do it? He was like, well, I could probably shoot the bulk of it in like a day. I said, well, boom, let's do it. And okay. we just put it together, man. It came together. And again, that was another one where um, I actually met my, um, well, I didn't meet my AD, but that was the first time that she had actually been on one of my sets and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Cause there was one point go. Oh, Here's the thing, the thing with uh, We Couldn't Be Any Happier, that was pretty cool and kind of meta, was that you You had to have a crew uh, shooting, and then you actually had the crew that was shooting the crew that was shooting, right? And so for me, it was kind of this thing where I was trying to get, like, at that point, I had a lot of my new crew, so I wanted to have, like, my new crew shooting my old crew kind of mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> And so, which uh, in a way we got to kind of, we kind of got some of that in there, but uh, yeah, no, it was great. Cause um, it, it just kind of came together. It was, it was, they put in some fantastic performances. Mm-hmm. I love Noelle, you know, obviously she was, she was in the cartoon, did a fantastic job in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm working with her now on a feature film we're working on, Obscura, and that's doing, you know, and she's fantastic in that, you know, so I just, I love Noelle Peters, fantastic actress. And I really love Nick Newart. He was you know, obviously with them being in a relationship and everything, they were able to play off each other so well and work off each other's emotional beats. And I'm really happy with the performances they gave us.
1: Yeah. I really, I really liked that one. I never noticed how much I loved awkward, heartfelt, real, uncomfortable conversations until Mm -hmm. I saw um, the movie with Scarlett Johansson and the Mm -hmm. dude that plays Kylo Ren. Oh, marriage story,
3: marriage story, marriage story yeah um
1: because the mood that movie's a lot like you know that little piece where Mm -hmm. a lot of it's just a back and forth argument between the two characters and their hard conversations their difficult conversations and and they make you feel awkward too because if you were to see in public Mm -hmm. you're like
0: eh, you
1: know that's yeah Well, well
0: my thing is is like remember he was like uh this this isn't being recorded, right? Like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but yeah. then it's like it's I can being recorded. Yeah, it's being recorded the entire time, and I'm just like, ah, man. It's like, can you imagine like actually going back and like watching that? Like, if like the actors like in that mm-hmm. in that world just oh, watching yeah. that, just like, damn, like seeing
1: how nasty you can be. Yeah, yeah right. right it's like, like yeah, yeah, this
0: guy, this guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, who's
1: that? I hate that guy. Who's that yeah. guy?
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It,
1: but it's somewhat justified, too, because. Yes,
0: yeah. because she wanted him to, you know, just pick up and. Well, that right. was kind of yeah. the, that was kind of the thing we because
3: um, because it was improv, you know, um we had to give them a storyline to work off of, you know. Yeah. And, and the way I told them again, wrestling, I told him, look, it's going to be like a wrestling promo. You're going to know how you need to start it. You're going to need to know how you need to end it. And you need to, you know, promote the. A thing in the mm-hmm. middle you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you know it's hear your beats make sure you hit these beats you know what i mean and we we just talked with them while they were literally while they were putting on makeup that day and we're just kind of pulling it out of them like you know okay so what are they fighting about you know and we the the four of us you know me sergio Noelle and uh, Nick, we sat there and we kind of talked it out, and then we got to this whole thing where he we said, "Well, if they're both actors, what's something that would you know suck with a, a relationship when you're in with an actor, one of you being more successful than the other one? Mm-hmm. That that's going to be you know if you it, that's rough if you're both in the same profession, no matter you know what that profession is, no matter how well you how or how uh, uh, maturely you handle it, that's yeah. still rough." just the whole idea that you know my spouse or my my significant other or whatever is way better at what I do than yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, you know, so him having to deal with that, the fact that it, she's doing such a good job that she's uh, ready to relocate, but then at the same time, is looking at him like, "Hey, change all of your plans and come with me." You see what I'm saying? Which yeah. is Kind of like this thing that sometimes yep. it just it happens in relationships because we wanted something that felt we, we didn't want something that was, you know, you didn't want to have him cheat or anybody cheat on anybody. That's so overdone. It's, you know, everybody's done that. You know, everybody knows that story's been told so many times. In fact, this story has been told so many times, but it's still something that's relatable, you know, um, and just the idea that, hey, she's growing in a different direction. You know, she's not necessarily doing anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he's not necessarily even doing anything wrong and wanting to stay. You see what I'm saying? or And figure it out. But it's just this whole idea that, you know, he kind of felt that she was strong arming him into having to be the one to make this decision and kind of make the call that they weren't going to work out because he ultimately didn't want to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just. It was kind of cool. It was, um, like I said, we wanted something really real. And, and between Nick and, and Noel being able to kind of help pull that out and kind of, you know, and the fact that they were both actors that were in a relationship with each other, you know, and everything is kind of, you know, kind of put themselves in these positions and kind of went and pulled from there, you know. And they're both just so good. They, like I said, their performances that they gave us were very, very, very strong. Very strong.
0: I can agree. I can agree yeah. with you on that thank you so tom i just want to say thank you for joining us today on today's episode i'm going thank to go ahead and wrap this me. thing up you're welcome you're welcome but before we let you go tell everybody in social media land where they can find mr tom white at. uh
3: well tom you you can find me on uh facebook you can find me at channel 757.com you can add channel 757 on facebook you can add us on twitter um please do and check out the films and everything we're also on vimeo we're also on uh youtube as well channel 757
0: check us out thank you kind sir Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for listening and watching this brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And before we roll out, make sure that if you are watching this, that you like and subscribe so that way that you can keep up with your hero, Benjamin Banks, and the crew at the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. And make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. And before we roll out, Trav, tell them where they can find you at a social media land
1: you can find your boy on instagram at zk audio d
0: rebellious double underscore d23 at instagram.com.com <laughs> and you can find me your hero benjamin banks at king benji underscore banks on twitter and instagram and you can find me on facebook by typing in benjamin banks i should be the first person to pop up if not <laughs> i need to contact mr zuckerberg <laughs> and we have a patreon if you're feeling generous and would like to donate to your boys It's at leveling up banks. Thank you everybody for listening or watching and we'll see you next time. Pinkies up. Peace.